If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com. Welcome to ESPN 690 on Action Sports Jacks, or is it Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690? I don't know, Coos. I get confused. What came first, the chicken or the egg? That's a good point, man. What did come first? I'll tell you who didn't come first in uh, the studio today is Brent Martineau, who will be throwing a couple dollars into the kitty um, for another late notice, if you will. Got a lot of Gardner Minshew stuff today. Gardner Minshew talked to the media. Did I get invited to ask him a question? Absolutely not. Am I a little disappointed? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, seeing how I'm kind of the first guy to ever talk to Gardner Minshew at the Senior Bowl, but for whatever reason, you know, I don't get the love, but it's all good. We'll break down Gardner Minshew, what he had to say today. Uh, maybe talk about John Gruden's offense a little bit. Hopefully he kind of dropped some stuff of what, what we hope to see today. Maybe a couple screen passes here or there. And obviously we'll have Brent Martineau leading the Gardner Minshew hype train as he's been doing pretty much the entire year. Yes, I will. Nicely done. Yes, I will. Uh, he got a haircut. That's I like that. Who would have thought he'd get a haircut before I would? Well, yeah, well, what's up with you not getting a haircut, man? We're just going to grow it out or what? Well, it's kind of like we have a little bit of a challenge down in the Action Sports Shacks TV department to see how long we can wait. Okay, so like the first person to cut it's going to... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something's going to happen or what? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I really... I don't know. Sounds like you guys are just phoning it in with this better. Is, is it even a bet? A challenge? I, I don't know how serious it is. I got to figure it out. Yeah, but I am getting a little annoyed by the hair. Yeah, I don't know how all, all you folks with long hair have long hair. You people. Well, you see, I've folks. had a hat on for a while. I've you, got you like folks. a Justin Bieber swoop going on right yeah. now. Can't take the hat off. Mitchu's well, I mean, I mean, got it flying. I mean, he said he got his haircut, but it's still yeah. flying around in his face. Cool, and I won't take the hat off either when you're spending 80 bucks per hat. And you got two of them because I've seen you wear two of those hats he now. Does. So that's hey, $160 worth to, of hats. And I, I won't take in, them off either. I tag him in everything I post. I'm trying to get sponsors so bad. By the way, I can tell you this. My firewood don't cost as much <laughs> as that hat. <laughs> can't hide money, Brad, can you? <laughs> you can't hide money. Can't hide it, man. I mean, I don't know where it's coming from for Coos. But eighty dollars—that is—that's that's something. That's, now. that's some endorsement money right there that I don't even know I'm about. Saying, I'm trying to—I'm trying to be like Nick Foles, get that Lululemon going. Hey, man, could you imagine that though? <laughs> uh, Brent Martin, Austin Land on a rainy day coming up here, uh, but it was nice at least a little earlier. I think that's what we're going to get the next few days. So a little bit of uh, turn the sprinklers off if you have them. The lawn is uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now about uh, Minshew mania. You know how you do like a Rocky marathon? Sure. Uh, or like, uh, in my house, Chicago PD Marathon. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, how about a Minshew Mania Marathon today? Let's get it, man. You know, listen, I think uh, we're also going to talk Mr. Football, and I want some of your responses. Mr. Football and Jacksonville. Like, last week we did a baseball show, and we part of it was Mr. Baseball, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not... We're not going to do a football show because we kind of do a football show all the time. <laughs> but uh, That's a bread and butter. I, I do think it's it, some of the comments that were spurred by that question about baseball, brought up some football, and so throw them out there, and we'll have a little discussion about that today. also want to get into some coaching styles and, and like, what is Doug Marone's coaching style? But you bring up Phil Jackson coming off the last dance, and I think it's interesting. But a lot today about Minshew. Mm-hmm. And so we're calling it the Minshew Mania Marathon. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. He has not spoken 
to the local media since we caught up with him at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. When he had the hat on. Remember he had that, that hat on? The Stetson? I don't think I was there. When you interviewed no, him, I wasn't there. No, but, but the, I mean, you remember the video? Oh, he had, yeah, he was on Dan yeah, Patrick, right? Or something? Well, he, he was on all the other national shows, yeah, yeah. too. But remember, that was when I had to ask him about the, the yeah, song. Um, yeah, Tracy Chapman. Tracy Chapman. Car. Yes, yes, but yes. I believe that's the last time he's talked to the media. And that's not like a pat on the back. I like, we thought last one to talk about him. Yeah, we like yeah. to do that in our business, too. But sure. I, I, sincerely, I think that's the last time he talked to the local media. Well, if we're going to pat ourselves on the back, I pat myself on the back being the first guy in the Jackson media to actually talk to the guy at the Senior Bowl. There you go. I was the first guy. You should. You should. We, so we're a little first and last up first until today. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, I, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, he's the quarterback of this football team. Mm-hmm. He's the quarterback of this franchise. And the fact that, really, he hasn't talked March, April, May, now into almost June, almost four months, mm-hmm. is a pretty big deal. And there's been so much that transpired. I, I will be honest with you, like, we got a few questions in there today. I almost felt like I could have asked about eight more. Mm. I, I thought this thing would have gone a lot longer today. And I... I think people were just done asking questions. It's kind of hard on the Zoom. It's not like a, in a, a press conference setting. And I'm not sure how many, how revealing he would have been anyway. Mm. The, the funny thing about Minshew is he's got this great persona and personality, and he's just kind of this thing, you know, that exists across the nation with this Minshew mania, which is very cool. Yeah. And he's a really good dude. But it's not. It's almost like because of that, every time you go into an interview with him, you think you're there's going to be some headline coming out. That's not really the case with him. Sure. He's pretty, pretty low-key and matter-of-fact in these interview settings. Now, once in a while, he'll take a little jab here or there. Yeah. Uh, he did at, at one time. And where was Gary Smith's today? That might have been loosened things up a little bit because he, he always calls Gary another name. Oh, that's know? right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Smitter wasn't, wasn't on there. there. Oh. So maybe that would have helped. But it wasn't – I thought there might be a little bit more loosey-goosey, like, like fun stuff. It was very matter-of-fact. Sure. You know? I mean, but what you're saying is you got Gardner Minshew, the football player, not Gardner Minshew, the folk hero. We really did. And, and here's yeah. what's – it's interesting to me because so many people talk about him as the folk hero guy mm-hmm. that I feel like every time you go into an interview setting with him, you're waiting for the folk hero to come out. Sure. And you're getting football player, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just it, – it's almost like uh, – you ever be around like someone? I always say this about a guy like Bill Murray, mm-hmm. okay? Like because Bill Murray's down here doing the Caddyshack tournament, and and what amazes me about comedians in general is that they always have to be funny. Oh, they're always on. Like you, but they have to be. Like my expectation is you have to be funny. Mm-hmm. So like everything you say has to sound funny. That's the job. But it's a tough thing to do. Yeah, I mean, if it's a personality, though, it's a personality. And you so know? I'm not sitting here telling you that like Gardner Minshew's a comedian. Yeah. He's just this personality that you almost feel like everybody's going to grab something he says today. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't think he said anything that will be like national headline worthy. He said some really good stuff and he mm-hmm. gave us some good detail from a football standpoint of where he's at. I just, it's an interesting expectation you go in sometimes, though, with Minshew, yeah. especially after four months and not hearing from him. Uh, and and we've talked about him so much over the last four months. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really an, uh, he's a, he's a, such a unique character because, again, what makes him such a character in the Minshew, the folk hero, is that he is who he is. Mm-hmm. That's what people like. It's not that they like him because he's like this super funny guy, great soundbite guy. You know, when we go into his, or, uh, a conversation with Ramsey in the locker room, you almost know you're getting something. <laughs> it's yeah. just a matter if it comes early or if it comes late. That's kind of like my point. From a reporter standpoint, you know you're getting something. Mm-hmm. Even Bortles, to a degree, kind of thought that he'd say something kind of 
witty or funny yeah. at the end of the day. And, and uh, Mitch is more matter of fact. It's an interesting deal how people view him as this folk hero. But when you do talk football with him at most of these settings, it's just about football, man. He's a football player. Two questions and for you. And that is fine, by the way. I'm not criticizing. I, I just think it's a unique uh, uh, kind of maybe perception versus reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, two questions for you. Number one, did you ask him about the Apple TV? No. The, again, this wasn't the setting. Okay. Uh, question number two, do we know what Goon's going to be running on offense? I didn't get a good feel. Oof. Okay. Okay. Nah. Because, come along with me. No, I'm making a prediction right now. Do you want me to make a prediction for you for the offense right now? Come along with me. Shallow crossing patterns. I want you to remember the term shallow crossing patterns. Because if you know anything about the AFC South Divisional opponents, you know they run a lot of cover two. Correct? And cover two means that you have to beat them short in the middle. And I think if you, you know, all signs pointing to DJ Chark playing some of that slot route, I can see a lot of shallow crossing patterns uh, being ran here. And also, if you watch Gardner Minshew's video that he posted, he was doing a quarterback roll on a play action where he throws the ball in a shallow crossing pattern. So I think this year, when we talk about Gardner Minshew, he's got to throw the long ball. He's got to be accurate more in the middle. He has to be more accurate in the middle, but I think it's going to come down to more of those short passes in the middle. Well, that's really interesting because if you look at the numbers, he was so good over 20 yards down mm-hmm. the field. He pushed the ball down the field. If you watch videos that people like to post out there, it's a lot of pushing the ball down the field, yep. which, by the way, is is we love here in Jacksonville because there's there's been offense in a box for a long time. So anything to get the ball down the field, and the Jaguars do have some weapons to get down the field, whether it's Keelan Cole or Chris Conley. They have the ability to do it. I think D.D. Westbrook has that ability, and, and of course, Jark has shown the ability. So if you watch a lot of these really good highlights, I think there's a lot of action going on in their offense, but then he kind of waits for things to develop more down the field. Correct. In fact, I saw one recently in my mind. There was a lot going on, but it was a crossing pattern, but it was more a 25-yard deep. play yeah. uh, to Chark, I think it was, that, that most recently I saw. So I think just but, them putting Chark in the slot like that shows you're going to go a lot of shallow crossing. But the shallow crossing pattern stuff, let me ask you this, and yep. I'm not a, a guru on offenses. It's a West Coast offense, right? Correct. Uh, Jay Gruden. Does yeah. that fit? Well, I mean, it's a West Coast offense, but it's predicated on when you see a lot of cover, too, which I think if you look at the division right now, the Colts obviously run a lot of it. Um, you know, the Texans run a lot of man. Titans can kind of switch it up a little bit. You saw it against the Ravens. But for the most part, I think you see a lot of cover, too, and when you study it, you can beat it in the shallow crossing routes in the middle. So that's why I think if you have Tyler Eifert going deep, you have DJ Chark in the slot, you can run a lot of that and be successful. Okay. Uh, here's a couple of things about today, too. I, I want to let uh, you know that in the Zoom call, see, I have two st- sets at, at home for TV. Yeah. And so I've been doing the shows. Well, my office setup has like Gardner Minshew towels behind. <laughs> Could you be any more of a stalker no. right now? <laughs> we, we, we're zooming this guy. And you got the Gardner oh, Minshew oh, towels oh, 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 in wait, the back. Wait, wait, but that's okay. for the student. That's for like on TV. It's sure. got like a set, right? He so doesn't know that. By the way, it has Keelan Cole there, and I'm not stalking him. He you're doesn't telling know me. that, though. So anyway, <laughs> I got the Gardner Minshew towels and like so much so that Marone one time during the uh, like a couple of months ago when this thing first started, he's like, well, I guess I know who, which quarterback you're pulling for or something like that. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But uh, so then we built I, I kind of did this whole room. I was like, I'm getting tired of the office set. Sure. So I got the, the room. Yeah. Well. I got some different pictures up in the room, like from the masters and, and uh, like some bobbleheads behind on a set, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, typical mm-hmm. stuff. But then we have this picture. See, the story behind this autographed jersey of Minshew. Mm-hmm. Remember our, our one-year anniversary show? Yep. And we had people guess. Um, 
What did we have people guess for the Minshew jersey? How many? How many times we said Jaguars? That's right. How many times we had said Jaguars? Mm-hmm. And it was like twelve hundred and something. Yeah, yeah, twelve thousand something yeah. like in, in the year. It was a lot. And and so, Kaylee, I got home that day, and Kaylee was like. I would have won the jersey, but yeah. I could. You told me I couldn't participate oh, in it. Oh yeah, right? that's a little insider trading. Yeah, I yeah. want to get that. So, but so I, what I ended up doing was buying one for her. Nice. And, and so I bought one for her, but I've I've but hijacked now, the jersey because it's now, now it's part room. of my. Set. So you bought it for your daughter, but it hangs in you know your your office. <laughs> so both of my sets have Minshew in the background. So what I, I was like. All right, it's going to be a little weird for Minshew today if I've got hey, Minshew in my background. You, you could have took him on down. the Zoom call, so I did. I just didn't have him in the background. Oh, I, I readjusted the camera. Good. I mean, and you wonder why he wasn't giving you anything because if you see your jerseys hanging up, it's like, yeah. But I actually thought of it. I was like, this is going to be a little smart. Goofy. See, smart though. Smart on your part. That's smart on your part, Brent. Way to adapt. Way so, to adjust. I thought that might be a little too weird for uh, like for Gardner it. in yeah. that sense. Now, meanwhile, Gardner's just eating like beef jerky at the table was the whole he time in he's talking. Or back no, at he's home. back home in Brandon, Mississippi, gotcha. which he's been most of the time. You sure. know, working out uh, in his dad's garage, and they've got a gym set up. I like it. Uh, I still think uh, Flint probably benches more than than Gardner. <laughs> uh, that's I'm not sure he's ever going to catch him. Yeah. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but I th- I'm guessing. Well, and, uh, and it begs the question now, though, who can squat more, Chenault or Minshew? Good question. Yeah. Very good question. Yeah. So, so anyway, we had that little uh, little setup there for uh, for Gardner Minshew, and and uh, it went well. It was about 15 minutes long. We're going to break it down today. A little Minshew Mania Marathon, kind of like Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Rocky Marathon on a rainy day. Might as well. We got a little Gardner Minshew Marathon coming up. We'll break down what he said, uh, what he's doing virtually, what he's doing to be the guy, like to some of these young players, what he does say about Gruden's offense. How they're doing this virtually, which I thought was pretty interesting, um, and a little bit of reflection of of this last year, but not a lot of it. Yeah. You know, if you're, I kind of would like to hear a little bit more about wow, what happened when Foles went out? What happened when all this stuff? And he was pretty, I, I would say, very reserved in terms of that conversation. I mm-hmm. uh, didn't really get into it too much, although he said something. And he gave us a little bit of insight on a conversation he had with Dave, Dave Caldwell, the GM, around the time of free agency in the draft. And I got a feeling the way he told us was a heck of a lot different than the way he told Dave Caldwell it. Okay. Uh, we'll get into okay. that in a little bit. Um, I get, I'm guessing. So uh, he had some fun stuff to say today. We'll get into it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of Gardner Minshew. And I've also got something for you low-expectation fans. You can't have it both ways, okay? Okay. You can't have it both ways. Just remember that. Okay. I'm going to get on to it because you can't use this as an excuse. You, I'm not accepting this. This low-expectation but love affair. Can't be. Can't be. you got to get on one train or the other. Can I be on the Kyler Murray train and the Gardner Minshew train? You could be on both. Okay. That's fair enough. I'm on both. What are, I mean, my bet depends on it. So yeah, we got a lot of bets. <laughs> yeah, we uh, anyway, we talk Gardner Mitchell next on ESPN six ninety. You can too nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one star star six ninety. You're on a rainy Thursday in Jacksonville. It's good to see you too, man. Even though you don't have your camera on, that's cool though. But it's been good. Uh, I've been trying to really every asset just. You know, bigger, faster, stronger, really putting an emphasis on uh, trying to figure out the best weight for me to have as much arm strength as possible while maintaining uh, as much speed. So just figuring that out, it's been a fun process. Had a lot of help. Uh, Coach uh, Anthony Tumbarello 
been training with him a lot down in uh, South Florida. Also with using Coach Milo's stuff with the Jags, uh, you know, kind of a joint effort there. We've been able to, I think, get me moving in the right direction. That is Gardner Minshew today talking for the first time in almost four months to the local media. And he released some uh, video last week. Not him, but uh, the folks that he's working with up in uh, Brandon, Mississippi. He has a couple of different outfits he's worked with. One down in South Florida in Naples area. One uh, in, in Mississippi uh, back home, which is where he has spent most of his time. And, of course, the Jaguars, uh, who he really hasn't been able to get inside the building. But he mentioned Milo, and that's uh, with the Jasso Jaguar Strength and Conditioning. So... He's got a little bit of everything, and a little bit of everything from an input standpoint led to a little more mass on his body, I would say, from a muscle standpoint. Uh, he said he got up to 230 pounds. Now he's back to between 222 and 225, trying to find a happy medium between getting a little more muster on the football mm-hmm. uh, or keeping that arm strength, but also keeping the speed uh, that he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I thought it was interesting. Uh, how much do players do that? How unique is that maybe for a quarterback to try to find that balance uh, in the NFL, a guy like Minshew, working on the body and perfecting the, the, the weight, you know, and the muscle mass and all those things that really to the average Joe, we just go have a, a large fry <laughs> and say, have a good day. Yeah, um, obviously it varies by position, but I kind of got the behind the scenes first glimpse look at it when I was in Chicago and it started to become kind of the, the new trend among NFL teams is trying to find your optimum body weight, right? Because before it was like, all right, defensive ends got to weigh this much. A linebacker should weigh this much. A corner should weigh this much and so on and so on. Well, you know, what the, what the science showed almost a decade ago now was the fact that Guys are built differently, okay? Guys have different kinds of bone densities. Guys are just, you know, whether it's their, their width or their length, like every person is built differently. And, you know, in Chicago when I was there, they kind of had this thing called the Optimum Body Mass Index. And it was literally like probably a 10-page questionnaire mixed with like a bunch of metrics, whether the, you know, a caliper would kind of measure your body fat, and then they'd kind of go over your height and everything. You'd sit in a um, this tube that kind of showed your body fat. I mean, it was a very, uh, a very intricate process to say the least, but what it kind of pushed out after it was, okay, I'm playing outside linebacker. This is how much that I should weigh to make my, you know, body um, improve to the most optimum of performances. Now, once again, everybody was different. So for me, for instance, point out to linebacker, my optimum body weight at the time was 250, and that's like what my goal was. Um, and then every, like every offensive lineman was different as well. But with Gardner Minshew, it's a little different, right? Because, yeah, you can say a quarterback should weigh this much. He should have this kind of physique. But at the end of the day, it should come down to can you throw the ball or not? Like, what do you feel more comfortable throwing? I mean, if you go to Major League Baseball, there's pictures of all shapes and sizes. You got your Pedro Martinez's and you got your bigger dudes, right? So it doesn't matter, like, the size you are. It's just how you make it work for you. So I think with Gardner Minshew here, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about a guy who obviously um, has a scrambling ability. We're talking about a guy who, you know, if the pocket breaks down, he's going to take off and try to make a play happen, uh, and that's fine. But he has to understand when he does that, that's when the hits come in. So he understands, I believe, that if he's going to do that, 
taking the hits, you probably have to acclimate a little more mass, you know, obviously the proper mass, but you can't, you know, put so much on where you're not mobile enough anymore. So it's about finding that right balance where you feel comfortable and, so, and talking to Gardner Minshew there, or at least hearing him talk about it. Um, that's where it sounds like he's at right now. Welcome to the NFL, by the way, and especially playing quarterback and especially during a pandemic, because when you put on three pounds of muscle or you throw a football in a muscle shirt, everybody starts talking about how much you gained and, and was this the right way? and all those things. I, I don't think this is a major storyline with, with Gardner Minshew, but I do think it's interesting just as a player standpoint, especially a young player, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that played 12 games, took some hits, but got banged up. You know, I, I think uh, I didn't get to this question for Gardner today. Uh, I think this this time off uh, is really beneficial to a guy like Minshew. Now, I understand you want to learn the offense. You'd like to be on the field and all those things. But you also, when you're in the facility, uh, maybe they're, maybe you're doing uh, too much stuff this time of year, more stuff. For young players, and Minshew's not alone in this, maybe Josh Allen fits this too, a chance for the body to recover, to heal, and, and away from this for a couple of extra months that you might normally not have gotten could be beneficial to the player down the road because that rookie season, uh, you, you've heard me say it a million times, is so long for those guys. They come off their year, they go into the process of interviews and, and combines and senior bowls, and it just doesn't stop. And then all of a sudden for a guy like Minshew, he got knocked around a bit. You know, he's played in the NFL, he's played 12 games, he's playing with a hurt shoulder. I mean, he was beat up. In January, really was. Like his RV trip, he said it again today, was good because he was able to at least chill out for three weeks, heal up a little bit. But I even think the freshness might pay off this time. It might be one good thing about the whole pandemic, about not being able to get together. And that's not to say he's not working. He's busting his ass. I get it. Mm -hmm. But it's different, you know, and you can still be refreshed. You can still feel good. You don't have to be around it mentally all the time. I think from a mental, physical refresh thing, this could be advantageous for a guy like Minshew and maybe even a guy like Josh Allen who played a bunch. I see what you're saying in in terms of of the rest because – Especially after your first season, if when you get some of that starting experience, you get a taste of the NFL, the next thing you want to do right away when the season's over is go back to work. And that's not um, that's not a positive thing to do because your body needs rest. I mean, Milo, the reason why Milo's such a great strength coach in the NFL is because he preaches that. He preaches when you're done with the NFL season, go take a break. Go take three, go take four, go take five weeks off and don't do anything. And no matter what, how much your body's telling you, like, dude, I want to get back in their lift because I get ready for the next season, Milo will be like, no, don't do that because it's going to be detrimental to you when it's week 10 and your mm-hmm. body's wearing down. So, yeah, to get back to, like, the road trip, I mean, I think Gardner Minshew doing that was obviously great because it gave him a little time to get his mind off football and kind of just get away from the, from the you know, the gruels of the NFL and everything. But I will say this, though, whether it's his time to reset during the pandemic, his time to relax, it does make me a little nervous, not really from Gardner Minshew's standpoint, but from any quarterback standpoint where when you're not with your team, when you have the youngest team in the NFL, number one, when you have 12 draft picks, number two, that are coming in, and you have a brand new offense, which Gardner Minshew has showed you know, time and time again that he can adjust to, no problem. But it's all about building that camaraderie. It's all about building that rapport with your receivers, with your offensive linemen, with everybody, really, your running backs. Everybody. And when you're just talking about a Zoom call, it's really hard to get those, you know, face to face, obviously, interactions and build that rapport. So 
I see what you're saying where you're saying, okay, well, he's not maybe exerting himself or overly exerting himself because he's going through the quarantine right now. I get that, but I would rather have him be in that stadium with the rookies, with the younger guys, and just building that camaraderie so by the time training camp starts, they're on the same page already. And I'm not saying it wouldn't be better for that. I understand what you're saying. I, I think you're right. For, so you're telling me, hey, Brent, you think it's better that uh, everybody's home and doing things on Zoom rather than be on the field or be in the, the classroom all together, eating lunch together, being around it? No, I don't. But I do think while some people will look at this as bad, especially football people, like, oh, my God, look what we're missing. How, how are we going to be ready for this? That's how people operate, right? That's how football people are. Their clock is so screwed up right now. Absolutely. I think it could be more of an – I think you could look back on it in October and November if you're Gardner and, and say, hey, man, I feel better than I felt in a while. You know, I feel, I feel refreshed. And in a sense, aren't we all kind of doing that? Like we're like we're at home a little bit more. I can tell you, I am. Like yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm at home more. I still feel like I'm getting a lot of work done. I think our our sports department and TV is getting a hundred percent of the work load done that we normally would, mm-hmm. but we're doing it in a different way. And, and sometimes I think there are benefits to that, feeling good. And I'm not getting knocked around playing football. So I think there could be like these hidden positives in, in some of this, and that might be one of them. I can tell you this, when I was getting ready for that Golik and, and Wingo mock draft, I didn't sleep at all that weekend. <laughs> like So, I mean, I, I couldn't get away from it. Yeah. I just couldn't get away well, from it. Maybe you should have slept a little more. Maybe you had a little better decision of who to take on the first round, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so, the damage has been done. Absolutely, but but uh, I, I, it'll be interesting to see from that standpoint. I, I I think it's a real thing that rookie year coming off your college season, whatever it was, your junior year, senior year. I think it's a real deal thing. And, mm-hmm. and these guys don't get refreshed, the recovery. And when you're young, especially, people tell you that. And like, yeah, whatever, man. Miles, like, yeah, well, get away from it. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm going to work my butt off. And he admits it. You know, that's the kind of guy I miss you is. He's a grinder, man. Mm-hmm. He's a grinder. He'll go right back at it and work and work. Uh, we made that trip to Brandon, Mississippi. That's what everybody said. And he even admitted it today. He's like, if I didn't take that RV trip, I would have just got right back at it. Wouldn't have really let my body heal. Mm-hmm. So, some of those things are, are better for you than you even know, I think, at the time. And I would just wonder. I wonder if there's a little little sense of freshness uh, to some of these guys coming into the year. And, and I'll tell you what else. You can speak to this. Will there be a hunger that might normally not exist? Now, what you're going to tell me is, hey, man, you're a young player, especially if you're Minshew. This is the opportunity of a lifetime ahead of you. How could you not be hungry? Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying... You come off the season, you get back in the building in April for off-season conditioning, you go to OTAs for a few weeks, you go to minicamp, then you take about a three-week break and you come back and you hit it. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're not doing that. You have some virtual Zoom classes and, and things, and you're getting, you're getting your football fixed a little bit, but you're not in the building. You're not talking to the media all the time. You're not in that kind of grind even in April, May, and June that you normally would be in. Will there be a a a hunger to everybody that comes back, not just Minshew, not just the young Jags, but everybody that comes in here been like, man, I can't wait to get back in there. And yeah. who says that going to training camp? How many NFL yeah. guys say, I can't wait to get in there? Yeah. Not too many. You played not, in it. Not well, too many not, guys say that. Not too many unless you're coming off of the season with unfinished business. Then that then you're excited to get back. I think with Minshew, obviously it's his season to show that he's the quarterback going forward or not. Now, will he have more extra motivation because he didn't get the OTAs, he didn't get the spring ball? 
Maybe. But to be fair, though, if we're talking about Gardner Minshew needing more motivation, then maybe Gardner Minshew's not the quarterback that we want him to be. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Gardner needs more motivation. Well, exactly. So that's my point. I, but I think with, you know, a team like the Jaguars last year, who obviously um, underachieved expectations to say the least, the fact that they have been away for it for so long, and let's be honest, when they've been away, and they haven't been in the stadium. What's been transpiring in terms of the national media and things like that? Everyone's talking smack about them, saying how oh, they're going to have the first round, you know, or they're going to have the first pick of the draft. They're going to, you know, win maybe four or five games. I mean, no one's picking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win anything. And if you're a Jaguars player right now, you can't get in the weight room. You can't go on the field with your teammates and work hard. All you have to do is sit back and listen. And you go on your Zoom calls every single day. You meet the coaches. But then you turn on ESPN. What's ESPN talking about? Ah, oh, Jacksonville Jaguars suck. Cool. Sounds good. And that's a daily kind of thing uh, every single day. Well, eventually, when they do get back in the stadium, I think there will be a little extra added motivation. I think there will be um, a couple players who are upset of how the outside world perceives them. And if, if like to prove your point, Brent, Brent, if anything um, comes from it, it's the fact that they've had a little extra twi- time to kind of dwell a little bit and stew on what's been being said about them. And maybe when the time comes to go to practice, there's a little extra added motivation. Yeah, I think. Listen, I think Minshew's a guy who already has an edge, right? Yeah, I mean, there is there, there's a reason why he's a starting quarterback right now. The Jacksonville Jaguars as a as a six round pick. Yeah, and. You know, it's something I don't even know if he fully can appreciate at this time going through it. And and I understand he's got confidence in himself, but it doesn't happen. Like, you're not a six-round pick and play 12 games because of injury, and then you are the guy right away in year two, and they trade away a Super Bowl MVP, and they don't draft any quarterbacks even though they've got a ton of draft cap. It does not happen, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is – he can't even appreciate it, honestly. I, I don't think. And, uh, like, we asked him a little bit today about can you reflect on it, and he doesn't even want to do that. He said, I'm not a reflection kind of guy, which is cool. That's fine. Someday he's going to look back and be like, holy crap, man, that was, like, unusual. Yeah. Because it is. The bottom line is it is. Mm-hmm. And it's so unusual that a lot of people aren't believing it. Well, no, for sure. But I do like that mentality of the play the next play mentality. A lot of football players have that. We ask them, hey, can you reflect on the season? Can you reflect on that play? They don't like to do it because no. as a football player, you're always ingrained, especially at the quarterback position, whether you throw a touchdown, whether you throw an interception, whether you fumble the ball, you forget about it. You play the next play. And it's refreshing to hear that's how kind of Gardner Minshew's wired right now, where he's not content about, you know, being a six round pick last year as a rookie, um, you know, probably should have won rookie of the year, putting up some big time numbers and might be the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback for a long time to come. He's not content with that. He doesn't reflect on it. He goes on to the next thing. And I think if you're a Jaguars fan, that's something that you want to hear. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, that is something you want to hear. I I just – listen, I said he has an edge. I understand also, and I kind of phrase this question to him, like, I get it. Like, you don't care what the other people say. You don't care what we have to say. You don't care what ESPN says. I understand it. That's the way you should be. But whether you care about it or whether you hear it, are two different things. So I was glad he didn't dismiss that. They're hearing it. It's impossible not to hear it mm-hmm. these days. Whether you turn anything off, you just said it, right? Mm-hmm. You flip on TV and bam, there, up. Oh, Jags have a 23, uh, bottom line, Jags have a 23% chance to be the number one pick and get Trevor Lawrence. Jags have an 85% chance to be top 10. That's what you're seeing. Whether you want to see it or not, this day and age, you see it. Unless you totally don't, unless you have to sit in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way you don't hear it or see it. And I get the feeling quietly Gardner's that guy that he stacks him up. He might not put him, he might not cut him out. He mm-hmm. might not take a picture of it. 
and put him up on a bulletin board. But in his mind, he's the guy that's stacking that stuff up. You don't believe in me? You don't think I can get this done? You think Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate? You think, uh, seriously, you think we're going to be 2-14? and Because what 2-14 and says is I don't believe in the quarterback you have. Yeah, well, okay, but here's what I'm going to say, though, with the whole Kyler Murray thing, because we keep going back to it. Though. Well, I do. I don't, I'm yeah, not sure he is. I yeah, do. You do. <laughs> I don't think, to be fair, I don't think Gardner Minshew really cares. I mean, he mentioned Kyler Murray and said he had a better re- record, but so be it. But I that think was Gar- at the end of last yeah, year, yeah. But I think Gardner Minshew is more concerned about what people say about his team than as opposed to the other quarterbacks in the league. And listen. If you're a team right now like the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you're a team like the Miami Dolphins who finds themselves in the doldrums of the NFL, you, you find yourself really in no man's land, um, no one's giving you props, everyone's talking smack about you, and it's just it's not a good day to turn on the TV. You have two options. You can either take that stuff that people say about you and use it as ammunition. You use it as motivation. You use it as a chip on your shoulder and say, all right, you want to say this about me? Then so be it. Let me show you what I got. Or you can do the other thing where it's like, let's just ignore all the outside noise. Let's just take care of us. I think Gardner Minshew. I think Doug Marone. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Leonard Fournette has mentioned it a little bit. I think they're going to use this as motivation. Now, whether it's going to be put in the right spots and have success, time will tell. But I don't see them doing the latter where it's like, let's just ignore all this stuff and take care of ourselves. No, man. Use it for your advantage. You know, like you always hear like the Kansas City Chiefs, the Patriots, teams like that who are on top, the front runners. Well, they don't need any extra motive, extra added motivation. Oh, all of a sudden the, the New England Patriots lost Tom Brady. What will they do now? I guarantee right now Bill Belichick's not like, all right, well, let's use this as motivation. Tom Brady's gone. Let's show him wrong. No, it's just we do what we do. Everybody calm down, and let's go back to work. Uh, honest question. Because of the last dance, do people now like go out of their way to like – Hold on to those digs because they saw Jordan do it. I think it's as old as time, man. Yeah. I, I think as I think athletes do that. I mean, you you'd see it. I mean, Jalen is one. Yeah. Jan is another. I mean, Jan since Jan does cut the dang stuff out. You know, I mean, you can tell he's listening, looking at everything. I think it fuels him daily. Yeah. What people say about him or or what people have said about him, whatever works. But Jordan was that. And Jordan said something really interesting in the last episode. He's like, well, you know, no. I think it was when he was addressing everybody uh, in the parade, and he's like, well, few people, nobody believed that we could do it again. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? You had just won five out of seven years. Yeah. You're the greatest player on the planet. Nobody believed that the Bulls could win again? Well, listen, I mean, that's what Tom Brady's say. done that. Yeah, but, it's like, what the hell are you talking about, listen, right? Listen, Tom Brady does it all the time. Everyone does it all the time. You know, and sometimes is it truthful or not? Doesn't matter. It's all about what the, the preconceived right. notions that you have in your head. If you can tell yourself that, you know what, this person thinks that I suck. Let me go prove him wrong. Even if it's a lie, your mind, your body, so thinks that. So it's an advantage. So that's where the chip on the shoulder comes from. It's, we've seen it all the time. Yeah, absolutely, I'm sure you've done it. I yeah, mean, it's I, I, part I of it, right? it all the time. I mean, you I, have, I have to feed yourself yeah. that stuff, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is, in Jacksonville, for Gardner Minshew, it's real. Mm. People don't believe it. Hmm? Don't believe in him. Don't believe in the team. Like, that's what I've been defending the last month, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been getting pissed off about it. I can only imagine what Gardner's. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 you, you've been in a mood lately about Gardner Minshew and then leading the, leading the parade here. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll play the expectation question. And he, he, I, I was at least appreciative that he acknowledged that, yeah, they're hearing it. Yeah. And they're going to use it. But it's still on them. A little more on that. And I've got something for you. You can't, again, you can't have it both ways. What can't you have both ways? I'll tell you when we come back on ESPN 690. Yeah, I mean, I think it should put a chip on everybody's shoulder on our team, you know, being kind of counted out like that.
you know, I think we do have a lot to prove. You know, prove that you know we're not what anybody says about us. The only people that really, the only people whose opinions matter is who's in that huddle, who's on that team. Um, and I think we're going to set those expectations for ourselves um, and not worry about you know what anybody else has to say about us. So Gardner Minshew pretty much acknowledging, uh, hey, they've heard it, and uh, they've got a lot to prove in 2020. That's always a good place to be. Again, I say that around 17, I thought that was a really good thing. I'm not predicting Jaguars go to the AFC Championship here, but I like a team that's motivated. I like a team that, that has more than just a normal chip on their shoulder, and I think the Jaguars have some of that. I think this is fuel to a bunch of people, not just Minshew. Uh, and add in the contract years, and and quite frankly, I I put Minshew's year as a contract year. Like this season to me is a contract year. Uh, this is a this will say so much about the trajectory of his NFL career. Sure, could he get another chance if it goes bad, and 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 then he he hits on it three years down the road? Absolutely, he could. But I wouldn't want to bank on that. Uh, if I was him, but sometimes you get one chance, you know, uh, right now, Blake Bortles doesn't look like he'll get another chance at this stage. Maybe you will, but right now it doesn't look like it. So uh, I think it's a huge year for Gardner Minshew in, in that respect. Uh, and expectations are low around the national football league. Again, two and 14, number one pick, top 10 pick. Most people, most publications predict the Jaguars to be the worst team in the NFL. Longest Super Bowl odds. Again, it amazes me that they are those kind of numbers when you have Cincinnati coming off a miserable year, even though they have a a new quarterback, and you have Washington, who all they did was really change their coach. And that could be a meaningful thing. I'm not mm-hmm. disregarding it. But what did Dwayne Haskins do that said, oh, yeah, year two is going to be a good one? I mean, what did Washington do? And, and I understand here we're, we're trying to, like, level with, like, the, the levels of bad. Yeah. And who's, like, the bottom three teams in the league. But that just, to me, slaps it in the face even more. Minshew went 6-6 six and six as a sixth-round guy, has an off season. They put a little more around him uh, on offense at least. Uh, you got Jay Gruden, who's well respected, and people are still saying, "Nah, gonna be worse than worse than Dwayne Hodgins. Gonna be worse than rookie Joe Burrow. Gonna be but, worse than these teams." That's what no, they're saying. No, Brent, they're, but they're not saying that though. When you look at, I Super, think they are. But we look at Super Bowl odds. It has a lot more to do than just the quarterback. Because if that's the case, then why aren't the Packers ranked a lot higher? Because they still have Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not just about the quarterback. Like, yeah, the quarterback has a big influence on a football team. But to say, well, the Jacksonville Jaguars are dead last in Super Bowl odds because of Gardner Minshew, that's not true. The Jacksonville Jaguars are dead last last year because their defense was abysmal. The Jacksonville Jaguars right now are dead last because they lost Clayus Campbell and A.J. Boye. The Jacksonville Jaguars right now are dead last because the optics of that team last year and just how it all fell apart and everything, I think people kind of have this preconceived notion of, Man, it's it's an absolute nightmare right now in Jacksonville. So I don't think it's just Gardner Minshew. I think there's a lot of things to take into account why the Jacksonville Jaguars are picked to finish last in the Super Bowl odds. Now, is that right? Probably not. I mean, will they have a better record than Cincinnati? I, I would like to think so. A uh, better record than Washington? I don't know. I think I like Washington's defense maybe a little better than Jacksonville's right now, to tell you the truth. So there is a lot of things to, to think about just besides the quarterback. So I, I don't really take it personally when Vegas has, you know, the Jaguars last place. Yeah, I, I, I think the record in this sport, in this league, it's about the quarterback. And sure, are we going to... Are people saying, yeah, maybe Minshew, I would take uh, uh, over Haskins right now? Would people say that? 
um, and then still say the Jags are going to be worse because of their defense or, or elsewhere. I just look at those rosters, man, and I just think there's a lot more believability in those teams, and I think it's a knock on Minshew as well. I mean, it's about the quarterback. And here's my point to it, okay? This is what I'm saying. This is where I say you can't have it both ways. You cannot tell me, and there's a lot of this, you can't say, oh, I just don't believe in the Jags organization. Uh, I love Minshew. Like, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's going to be good, but I just, no, it doesn't work that way. If Minshew is good, if you believe in Minshew at all, then they're not going to be 2-14. and 14. They're not. If Minshew delivers and you think he's going to be good, you don't think they're going to be 2-14 and 14 or 3-13. and 13. That is, you can't have that both ways, man. Mm. Minshew cannot, you t- you're telling me right now, you can believe Minshew plays well, and he's 25 and 10 on the year in touchdowns and interceptions, yeah. but the Jags only win two or three games. Uh-uh. Doesn't work that way, man. That's not the way the NFL works. I'm telling you that these sports bookies aren't concerned with Gardner Minshew overall as a Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, and that's why they're ranked so low. Because if that's the case, then why are the New England Patriots plus 2,000 to win the Super Bowl? Why are the New England Patriots in the same category right now as the Seattle Seahawks and Dallas Cowboys? Because who's their quarterback? Go ahead. Stand him. Well, like, how, like, how, how, how confident well, we are they've got the same problem that you have. You What's think that? Belichick's such a genius that he's okay. going to win 11 games. But it ain't about the quarterback, though, is it? There, it's about the they have too much respect for. That's why I've made the bet. They're okay. wrong. They're they have wrong. so much respect for the head coach but it's got that they think defense. it's going to be ten or eleven wins. It's got nothing to do with their defense. Though. Yeah, sure, their defense okay, but well, their quarterback play sucks, and that's why the Jags are going to have more wins than them. Okay, and we'll see about that bet. But my point is. You, you can't get so emotional and wrapped up over just everyone's hitting on Gardner Minshew because the Jaguars are picked last to finish the Super Bowl. That's just not the case. Gardner Minshew can have a successful year, but guess what? If he doesn't have a defense to back him up, who cares? What did Jameis Winston do last year? Jameis Winston threw for 30 touchdowns last year. He led the league in yards past. How did that turn out for him? How did the Tampa Buccaneers do last year? Yeah, what were they, 7-9? and nine? I don't even know. But if he throws 15 interceptions, like that is on him. If he throws 15 interceptions, man, they're 10 and 6. I'm saying, though, a guy that threw 30 touchdown passes last year, if he had the defense to back him up, would they have been probably a little better? I I guess. Yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. But they had to cover up 15 interceptions just to make him normal. I'm just saying my point is if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers maybe had a little better of a defense, would Jameis Winston maybe still be in? You know, it goes hand in hand. And this is my point. I don't dismiss that, by the way. It's the ultimate team game. I I get it. Listen, I understand that. But there's also this view like in the Jags 1-17 in in spite of Blake Bortles. Like that was the view. Hey, Jags will be pretty good this year, even though they have Blake Bortles. Well, Bortles led them in December to the AFC South Championship. Like, he carried them. Not the defense. He won those games. Like, he set the tone in those games. He played the best football of his life in those games. Absolutely he did. As great as the defense was. I think even Ramsey and everybody else would admit that. In that stretch where they won the division, he played excellent football. So... He played complimentary football to their defense. I understand what you're saying. If Minshew plays really well, the Jaguars might not be good enough around him to go 11-5. and five. I get Correct. it. I'm not saying they are. But if Minshew plays really well, there's no way in hell the Jaguars win two or three games this year. That's my point. And people are still predicting that they're going to go 2-14 and 14 and have the number one pick. And most people are saying that. Forget about the Super Bowl odds. They're saying that. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me you believe in Minshew. And that team's going to win two games. You can't. It's not. It's it's either. It's all in. 
Okay, I man. understand that you don't have faith in the organization because what they've done over a decade. Yeah. But for this year, if you have any faith in Gardner Minshew, you don't believe they're getting the number one or two pick in the draft. You're getting too emotional, Brent. Do you know what Matthew Stafford finished last year at quarterback rating? What? Sixth. Do you know how the Lions did last year? Three wins. There you go. Don't I don't get, like that you don't just get so, used that example. Don't get so emotional with it, man. <laughs> More Minshew on ESPN 690. <laughs> If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 